Hello, and welcome to Riding Through the Ages, a revolving journey through the eras of Common Rider. I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. And today we'll be in Rewa, episode 11 of, ep- of Zero One, entitled, Don't Stop the Camera, Stop That Guy. <laughs> it's, there's a, I gotta say it that way. That's how the, the exclamation point at the end is. Right. Um, it was written by Masuya Kakei and directed by Shojiro Nakazawa. Uh, pretty, I think the same as the last episode because mm-hmm. it's the second part of a two-parter. You remember what happened? I do. Yeah, I I know that we're right now we're in we're, a, we're in a debate of why this guy is a jerk. Yeah, Not, so we both agree that he's a total jerk. He's a jerk, but is he a jerk because he doesn't like because he's gear? racist or, or he hates new things? Yeah, <laughs> or, exactly. Or no, it's it's is he is he specious actually? Right. Is he speciest <laughs> or? Is he just totally egotistical prima donna? Right. Like, so, does he actually think his acting is bad, or does he just think it's bad because it's a human gear? Yeah. Right? Like, is it a legit criticism brought on by his own, you know, self-worth? Like, he thinks he's a better actor, and so everyone else has to live up to his expectations, you know? Or is it just, like, human gears are horrible? Yeah, human gears because- are obviously, because, like, he's over he's overcritical because it's a human gear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, like there's arguments and there's evidence for both of it. Right. But as far as the real plot goes, um, yeah, we have this a uh, little bit about uh, the assassin. Looks like he's going to, well, he died again. So, you know, he's coming back at the same episode, right? Yeah. We saw the preview. We saw that he was. Yeah, but he, he he's his protege at the moment. So it's going to be interesting to see how that resolves. Yeah. Especially considering like he, he, he whipped out there, but nobody or uh, the I'm sorry the actor himself was not there to see him reveal that he's a uh, he's a human he, gear murderer yeah. <laughs> yeah uh so he might not make that connection later and we found out that every time he's beaten dodo gets stronger yeah and he was just beaten yeah because i'm surprised that they're able to recover like a full set of data they get it from the key that was the into key. the belt oh oh right okay remember because so like, the dodo key yeah because uh, remember that's the reason why Jin uh Jin left because he had to grab the key because he's like horribly getting oh, angry. He'll get really mad yeah so he flew off and he grabbed the key so that's that's where the backup it the backup's okay. in the key so it's like active backup yeah so it's up to date then yeah. it's not like they have to go and save file and then oh we'll get a research so as long then. as they get the key which means that he has the memory I don't know maybe he does but he has the memory of being manipulated by Yua. Hmm. Oh, maybe. I, I don't remember if that episode she said something about wiping. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I can't remember. But that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, because he has that. That was that whole time when he wasn't uh, Metsubo Jinrai. He wasn't part of them. He was like being controlled by Yua, uh-huh. who was being controlled by this company. And it was most likely to make Hiden look bad. Hiden yeah. Corporation look bad. Because yeah, that's the other part of the episode is the, the company in the he, background. Yeah. And then uh, Fua. No, she has a connection to. Yep. Um, I forgot what the, uh, Zaya. You know it, what? It's Z A I A. Yeah, Zaya, 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 whatever. Something like that. Um, Fuwa knows she has a connection to it, and there was that time where, in this last episode, she's like, "There's a time when I might betray you," and he says, "Well, then I'll just beat you." I'll just beat you. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's legit. That is. Yep. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Any predictions? I think we made some predictions about like. We think that the Humagear, because there was no new Humagear uh, monster in the last episode. Right. Uh, but Jin said that the actor guy right. was their friend. Their friend, yeah. That's that's the, all the po- arrows point to him. And so it might be that the fact that he had, the yes. actual actor is being this total utter jerk to him 
making is, him is, it's gonna make him a better actor <laughs> right which at point at, at which point it makes him more of an individual which means he, he can then be hacked i guess yeah hacked and, and uh turned into a monster so yeah all like, arrows point there because that, that really would do a lot for confirming what we think we know um, yeah of uh, how the story's been progressing right. and how the, the yeah. setup's been It would be weird to come to find out the director this entire time was Hugh McGarren. We're all like, whoa, that was a plot <laughs> what? twist. What? Well, I mean, there was the whole sushi one where just like some random barber began. Yeah, the barber. <laughs> and, then, and then the big deal was uh, the sushi guy was just lost in the crowd of trilobites. Right. Um. So, yeah, uh, we're just going to go see how our uh, predictions come out. Yeah, see if I can keep up with the frantic pace of having to write down notes. Well, there's no timestamps in this one. Well, that's always good. Yeah. yeah. So you like, don't have to keep the timestamps. You just be like, like, and then, and then, you and then. Pause it, <laughs> pause it please. <laughs> no, it was getting harsh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, the relationship between uh, Fu and Yua is get, getting kind of interesting. Getting spicy. Yeah. And Izu's relationship with Yua. And then Arota just thinks that they're all big friends at the moment. Yeah. Because nobody said anything. And nobody I think that's because him. Izu knows that he would do something about yeah, it. Yeah. It would break his heart. Yeah. Poor little Bre- fella. Break his heart. <laughs> so. There's no coming back from that. The betrayal. Yep. So uh, uh, before we do that, uh, doing anything? This week? Yeah. No, this week has just been getting ready, like working and doing the passport filing and all that because yeah. it's a very slow process because I'm sitting here like, okay, I could I could scribble this on here real fast, but, you know, it's in black ink, so it's not like if you mess up, you can just <laughs> yeah, scrub yeah, the eraser. Okay. Too much pencil at work where you just like, screw it. <laughs> right, so every single le- letter I'm sitting here like, okay, five seconds to write this. <laughs> so for me, I have been uh, refreshing uh where we're going in 71 coming under 71 before we watch it mm. so that we don't have to watch the episode multiple times and we watch it because uh and zero one this is the first time i've watched it and that's mm-hmm. why we watched the episode a couple times but the other ones i've seen them all before so right. that's where we have a we have a point so like if i forget something or you forget something yeah i'll be like oh no like, oh yeah is... i remember now or i can point out things that are going to be important later mm-hmm. that seem like they're not important or you forget or you miss it while you're taking a note right so i've just been watching uh 71 again and that show is so crazy so wacky oh oh it's just like <laughs> and sometimes so politically incorrect it's just funny <laughs> But then you're watching, you're like, is it politically correct or is it politically extra correct in the way of, like, main characters just fighting women because they're characters? It doesn't matter that they're women or not. It's just, like, treats them all equally, just yeah, throws them all just down. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. Am I? That, there's, that, there's that whole scene in uh, Deadpool, the first Deadpool movie, where he's like, I don't – when he's fighting uh, female assassins, he's like, I don't know if I should hit you or not hit you. Yeah, it's what am like, I supposed <laughs> to do? <laughs> Which is the right thing to do. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and it's just so funny, especially with, like, what they have to do with Hong- the Hongo situation. Uh-huh. But, yeah, so. Plus, uh, you can figure out what episode he finally comes back. Yeah. So we know, like, how long. Finally, you're, like, episode 47. You're like, okay, so, yeah, we, we get to see him back, episode 48. It's like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, just watching se- 71, and the, I'm glad I didn't reveal some things by accident because... Like, I thought in my mind that they were revealed when they first were. Mm. Like, things about, like, Taki and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, there's, like, reveals about those characters, and I'm and I'm like, oh, I almost said those things. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have to watch them to refresh my memory of what I shouldn't say. Right. So yeah. I don't spoil things. <laughs> the other, I, I just had an interesting thought. It might be a little bit of work, but I wonder if we can uh, identify what scenes Hongo was cut from and keep a tally, like a counter. <laughs> 
So this no. is the fourth time they've recut this scene. No, um, <laughs> like in the next couple of episodes, it becomes incredibly obvious about how they do it and what they do. Yeah. So, because uh, I mean, they've only got so much to go on. Yeah. So there's only so many scenes they can cut from to make new. Yeah. Or it's just like every t- it's just every time it's just him driving the motorcycle looking sad. Yeah. Um, this is the third time that we've seen them look up menacingly from the <laughs> yeah. from the microscope. It's just all cobra from now on. It's all cobra fights. Yeah. They just reverse it and flip it and like <laughs> you're like, why is this scene upside down? Just so it looks like a different scene. <laughs> um so yeah. Uh that's that's what I've been doing that. I Okay, so yeah, I've just been doing that. Um I think the new season of animes started up soon, but it's not really big on seasonal. I, I don't like watching it until it's done, mm-hmm. so I can watch the 12 all at once. Exactly. Yeah. 12 or 13 or whatever all at once. Weekly anything is just like cancer for me. Yeah. It's, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I, I do. I could probably easily fit it in. It's just that if I it really get hooked on it, I'm going to get annoyed that I can't watch more. And then I'm think to myself, oh, I'll just wait till there's like two episodes. I'll wait till there's three episodes. And then it's just at the end. And then I never watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you forget. Uh, I was going to tell you that they, I don't know if you know, but there, there's a sequel to The Train to Busan. Yeah, it's coming out. Like I said, there's so many good zombie movies that were supposed to come out this year that did not. I think they're just going to release on Netflix. Yeah, it's just, it was the whole time I was sitting here with everything that's going on going, oh no, I'm not going to get this movie, that movie, or this movie. And then I, I think late this year, we're getting the sequel to Train to Busan. So that, that, that made me feel better because I was like, okay, good. They are going to go forward. Well, it with popped it. up in my feed. Somebody had watched it and reviewed it and said it was really good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I don't watch many like zombie movies or anything, but I know you do. So yeah, <laughs> let's see. Not counting the ones I own, which would put me well past four hundred. I'm at like three sixty eight. So that by itself, you can extrapolate. I have more than thirty two zombie movies mm-hmm. on a shelf in my in my room. Yeah, that's factual information. <laughs> no, it's like uh, for some reason I started at Fallout Four again. Oh, poor guy. So there's no going. Yeah, the the problem with the games like that is you're like I'm only gonna play an hour today. You might even set an alarm. And it goes off, and you might turn it off, and you're like, okay, I'm just going to finish this quest. Well, real somebody quick. finally put together uh, a guide, because I can figure it all out, but I don't like figuring it all out myself. A guide to successfully mod the VR of Fallout 4 so it actually works properly. Oh, they threw so it out all uh, broken. and Fallout 4 VR would be sweet. Yeah. Especially if you had to do, like, look at your Pip Boy to. Yeah, you have to pull it up and look at it, and then uh, aim down sights and all that stuff. But it was, like, horribly broken when it came out, mm. and they didn't bother fixing it. They just threw it out there. Things like one eye was projecting something different. It was, like, unplayably broken. And they just sent it anyway. Yeah. So uh, um, somebody created, like, uh, a setup so that it can actually run. And so now I'm like, okay. <laughs> What's weird is how the difference between Skyrim and Fallout games are. In the Skyrim games, I almost never complete the main quest. Right. But in Fallout games, I almost only complete the main quest. <laughs> and then I'm, like, always messing around in Skyrim games. And then, like, I almost feel like oh, I have nothing else to do in, in Fallout when I finish it, even though there's all these other things to yeah, do. Yeah, there's a million things to do. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, yeah, the whole mods. But, like, there's a bunch of, like, full story mods that have been done for, for Fallout. So, mm. yeah. so I got back into that. <laughs> Anyways, and that's modding it is almost a game in it to itself. Right. Um. So, anyways, we are going to go watch this episode of Zero One mm-hmm. and come back. See you soon. Okay, and we're back. Um, 
I don't know if our question was actually answered. That. <laughs> you know, that was the thing I was going to say is that it, we're both right. Neither one of us are right. We're both right. Somehow it's <laughs> like he he was critical of human gears, but he was interested in. He was critical of human gears, but he was critical of human gears because he really, really had a high bar of acting. Yeah. It's like wasn't, he, had nothing to do with human gears. I think he would have acted the same if they're like, can you have this young yeah. guy act with you? If Aruta had been like assigned. Right. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some no name actor that just. Or wants if to he was would be like, image. okay, we're going to have. You be in a buddy cop movie with this dog, he would have had the same opinion. I yeah, thought. it would have been the same thing. I don't know. Very weird. <laughs> he was he was much less of an asshole this episode though, so that was yeah. nice. I mean, that being said, he had almost no screen time. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll get to that part. Yeah. I mean, it was very important. Just yeah, his parts were very important. Uh, and I guess he kind of redeemed his character too. But anyways, yeah, yeah. so um, it starts out uh with a recap, obviously, of mm. what happened in the last episode. Honestly, with the recap, I thought it was. Uh, the way that the recap was done, because usually I don't pay attention to the recap, uh, I honestly thought it was like a news program talking about the trouble yeah. with the set. Oh. You know, trouble going on the set. That's what I thought it was going to open up with the news talking about what's going on. Yeah. And then it actually goes to how Arto is feeling, and I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. This is <laughs> the news isn't that good. <laughs> yeah, they're not that good. Um, so it goes to the recap, and then it goes to... um. It opens straight up with uh, Daybreak Town. Yeah, Daybreak Town, and we get to see the actual data transfer of him restoring a little assassin. Yeah, I'm wondering where they get in the bodies. <laughs> well, if I mean they're just generic. Yeah, I suppose just constructing them from base well, materials. There's probably a bunch of extra ones just left over. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean they they're in like I think they're like in a sunken city. No, they're not in a sunken. They're just in a destroyed part of the city. We haven't really seen the outside of the. Yeah, place. I mean I don't think we will though because usually if we it's a we set. saw like this tunnel at one point they showed like a they followed a cable that was going out of their base that went to um the ark yeah which is a uh, a sunken satellite in like the water but we have no idea where their base is because right because daybreak town's like mostly underwater see that being said though if we did know where it was it would probably be one of those things where uh okay i guess what i'm trying to say the point i'm trying to make is if we find out where they are that means our hero knows where they are oh yeah is when we'll finally figure it, it out. might be as big if deal. we ever do they're like Right underneath hidden organization. Yeah, they're in the basement of Eden Corp. Something like that. Wouldn't that be crazy? Um, so they're restoring little assassin, and he says, "What did he say? He says restoring him. Your uh, thanks to that actor, your learning is almost complete." Yeah, he said that you. If the actor basically, I think it's the actor you're almost done transforming or whatever. Yeah. Uh, your your or your transformation is almost complete. Yeah. And then Jin comes over and he's like, "Horobi." He attacked one of our friends. What do you think about that? Trying to get him in trouble. Uh-huh. And uh, Horovi's just like, really? Oh, then he's got more potential than you do. Basically saying that Little Assassin is more autonomous than Jin is. Yeah, he's getting more uh, like individuality. Uh, and... Individuality, which, I mean, this is where we see Jin very much act like a little kid. Yeah, he puffs up his cheek and he's turns like, fine, around. I don't care what you say. <laughs> like... Definitely has the mind of a, of a child, which makes me feel even worse for him. But the fact that he's like pretty much run brainwashed. Yeah, poor yeah. little fella. Uh, this is the first time I noticed. I, I don't think it's the first time. I'm sure I've said this in the series, but I, I've completely forgotten if I have. I didn't realize that that little assassin had red streaks in his hair. I don't think he did. The way that Izu has green streaks. I don't think he did the previous version. I think this 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 version because yeah, I reckon I realized it now for the first time. Yeah, I was like, well, let's well, go back. So but I don't think like I think they added it to show that he's like the Becoming next new. Because wait, was his suit different this episode? His suit was different. Okay, good. I thought I was tripping. 
We'll get no. to that when he transforms, but yeah. No, yeah, his suit is different, um, but I think they added the, just to be like, he's the next version. Here he is, yeah. Because uh, uh, I, like, it was very obvious. He's little assassin X yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it popped out, and I was like, man, have I been avoiding this? Just like, I, you know, like, Izu's heels, maybe. Yeah. Like, I was just thinking, like, maybe it's just one of those things that so, you're not. Like, it's always been there and you've never seen it. Yeah, usually no, but you're I looking at his tattoo. We would have to go back, but I think they just added it because I didn't notice. I only noticed it this time also. Okay, that would and make if we me... both only noticed it this time, like when I said I didn't mention I noticed Izu's hair, you're like, oh, yeah, I've totally seen that before. Right. So if so, I think if he had it before, one of us would have caught it. Yeah, on. one of us would have mentioned it. But it's yeah, the scheme, black and red. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I don't even think it's supposed to be red. I think it's supposed to be like dark magenta. Yeah. Mm. Like like how a su- like a suit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh. So yeah, uh, he's getting more potential, which it's actually kind of cool because he was like a joke character when he first came in. Yeah, and I they mean, like been building him up to be this more serious threat and character, and exactly. this episode really b- brings it in. Yeah, in fact, the first time I think he, the first time he transforms, I think it was like one of those traditional, uh, you know, stuff breaking thing, and now it's like a straight up transform where he puts in a key, and it's like, uh, well, I think the first time he transformed, he was under, uh. Zaya control. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and it was just like a standard one. It was like a normal one. Anyways, uh, but yeah, it's definitely different. Like he tra- he has like a sequence transformation sequence. Yeah. Now he's saying ansatz. Yeah. Um. So he's like acting. Uh. Yeah, he's acting more independently, which Horobi sees as him growing more. Yeah, and he tells him that his new mission is to assassinate he's got this target. person. He's got to assassinate this target, and the target is Awada, the the actor, uh-huh. the guy he calls Master. Yeah, and he even says it to himself. He's, he's like, like Shisho, or yeah, I think yes, Shisho. Okay, it's like Sensei, teacher, master. And we we were looking at his because it shows a, a, a face shot of the actor and his profile, and, and we, it's like data sheet. Yeah, yeah, he was born in 1948, so yeah. we're like, oh, well, looking pretty good for 71. I thought he was like, <laughs> he looked like he. So at first, I thought, oh man, he's like. He's lived a hard life. He looked like yeah. he was. He looked like he had been a beaten down fifty year old. But when I yeah. realized he was a seventy one year old, I'm uh, like, yeah, I retract, he looks pretty good actually. I seriously <laughs> retract my statements from from the last episode because yeah, I thought he was just like a. And his breakout hit was when he was sixty one. Oh, that's right. Because fifteen years ago, ten years ago. Oh, ten years. That's right. Ten years ago was when he like became popular. Yeah. So he's only been an actor for ten years, and he's in his seventies. Well, he's only been a popular actor. For popular. 10 years. Actor. He, he could have had a. Well, from crappy the, roles. The, yeah, from the way it like seems like he hasn't been an actor very long. Right, which makes his his criticisms on what an actor truly is kind of, you know, that um, makes him like <laughs> really serious about it. Though. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> as as he talks later, he's just like, like he's very serious about acting. But it's seriously, I thought he was a coffee chug and chain or a coffee chug and chain smoker who's just like now fit, hit mid fifties, but no, yeah. he's in his seventies, and was like, oh yeah, the guy's rocking it. Um, so yeah, his new target and uh, the, yeah, uh, little assassins. He's like Shisho, and then the opening starts up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, opening. I really like the opening. It's still. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised you haven't made it your ringtone. I just uh, who gets phone calls now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get a phone call. I'm like, who's not texting me? I'm a weirdo. It's like, no, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want a Nigerian prince to tell me. Yeah. How to? <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I just think it's funny that you have a you can have a um a s- song nowadays that actually has the line four hundred four not file not found in it, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> so then it comes back to uh the the cast the and cast crew. and they're like going we're like what are we gonna do now and yeah, it's, the whole show's shelved basically. Um, and the director says, well, Arlita's trying to negotiate with uh Awada, yeah. and so then it goes to um. Arlita talking to Awada, and Awada's just like, 
It's okay. You, okay, you watched him act. Did he have any humanity? Yeah. Basically, it's like it's just it's just not working, and you're not willing to change it. Yeah. So if it's not working, you're not willing to change it. I'm quitting. Right. You know. Yeah. Because his whole view is like, yeah, you need to be. He says he's like, you know, I want this show to make people happy. Right. Yeah. Like because so, he asked him, is what are you doing the show for? Or no, no, it wasn't it's that. Like, it was, I know you're doing this show just for the uh, publicity. You need publicity. the publicity. Is that true? And he says yes. And it's like, well, that's the issue because I want the show to be fun Good. for everyone. I want them to like it. <laughs> And I want to make a good, sh- I want to make a good show. You're just making a show to make yourself look good. Yeah, he's just wanting to uh, pitch his product. Essentially, is what he's, yeah, and he's he just assumed. like you've seen like if this was if you basically if you were doing this for the same reason I would, we wouldn't have him be in the show because it's not making a good product. Right, and this is that's why it says we're it, it gets really complicated with what we were saying because it's like on one hand. He's saying he wants the show to be better, so we need real actors. But on the other hand, he's like, the show's not good because there's human gear in it. Yeah. So it's like, wait, both of these things. I wasn't yeah. expecting this outcome. The outcome of we're both right and we're both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. All right. um, and uh, Arzo basically says something along the lines of, uh, well, they can grow and change. Yeah. But it's based on how you interact with yeah, them. Yeah, you get, you, you get what you give, yeah. basically. If you're negative to them, they'll be negative back. If you're positive to them, they'll be positive Which back. Which is actually like, I, I was watching, I'm like, isn't that not supposed to happen? Isn't that the problem we're having here? Yeah, it's like, hold on. They're not <laughs> Isn't that the singularity thing you've been they're talking about? They're supposed to do what they're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then also, uh, we find out later why he says it this way, but Arota says, um, Himagir saved my life once, talking about the explosion thing. Right, but in between and, and that And really, scene, if you think about it, easy to save just like nine ten yeah like nine thousand <laughs> times so basically they're, they're having this back and forth conversation it switches over to ng uh staring at the script for the episode and then he looks in the mirror and he's asking himself why am i not good enough yeah why am i not good enough and then you see hirobi step in from the doorway it's with, like at that moment he's reached the he's reached the um yeah the the ability to be changed now. yeah because he's now th- having like internal thought about something outside some of self-awareness yeah he's now having some doubts about which who is he a is, human why thing. he's here and so you see hirobi like smiling as he steps out from behind the corner holding he's, up in know, his just, hand he's got the he's got the belt he's got the buckle and the uh, card i can just imagine him like ninja planted in the corner <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for him to say something yeah uh, and then it, c- it cuts back to um Arts were talking about how Himagir saved his life, and that's when, you know, Awada was looking really shocked, like, really? He doesn't really go into detail, but, um, you know, gives the short Arto speech you, you, you expect. Yeah. Uh, Pro so, Himagir. And I think directly after that, it, he, Enji, that is, Enji steps out from the, the dressing room. Yeah. And he's still holding, because all you're seeing is the lower half of his body as he comes around yeah. the corner. You just seeing them with his with the um and they're like Ng and he, he drops the book and uh then it shows you the front full profile and you get to see his eyes are changed and he's like uh Mitsubuji right uh yeah he, ma- he activates the word arsino key. Yeah, it's uh, arsino theorem. Uh genius of it's basically like is it a type of beetle? No. I was like, I couldn't figure out if it was a beetle. It's like a rhino. It's like a slash between an elephant and a rhino. This is the real thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come around the table to look at this picture. It's like it has like rhino horns. Yeah. Um interesting. It's kind of like a um but it's it's more like an elephant. Yeah. So um very interesting. Yeah. So it's basically like a big charging uh um, yeah, horn thing. basically another rhino thing. Yeah, kind of. It's like a, an extinct rhino. thing. It's like a dual horned rhino. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, but yeah, like yeah, rather than um, the suit rather than a like straight a... vertical line, it's a horizontal line on their forehead. Yeah. So think like bull horns, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, but it kind of does look like a beetle because it's like this blue form yeah. and the horns thing. And but now that you've seen the actual form, you're like, oh yeah, yeah I, I get it. I mean, it. It, the only reason I think my mind went to beetle to begin with is because of, uh, a poison being a, a scorpion, you know? Well, yeah, it's kind of, well, kind of looks like a rhinoceros beetle type it thing. It does kind of look like a rhino- rhinoceros beetle. But it's, a, but it's, but it's like a, it's like a, a two-horned rhino. Yeah, it's like a very sharp blades instead of horns, so it's just really weird yeah. to kind of figure out what it is. Um... And then uh, just stepping out of the, the side is uh, stepping out of the side is Yua, and she's like, "About time you showed up!" And she transforms, goes straight to Hornet. Yeah, straight to Hornet, but just still does the um, flippy thing. So I wonder if they're gonna make a, a Hornet version of the the, oh, the Hornet one with the ring on the side to like yep. spin it around. <laughs> um, and so then it comes to be like, then it goes to Aruta. Who's yeah, still talking to Awada. Basically, the, the the key attack form of Arsenal is a charge, as you'd expect. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say other than he charges at stuff yeah. and breaks things. Uh, so then it goes to Arata, and he, they're hearing, because they're still they're in the same building. Yeah, they're in the same building. So they hear a bunch of uh, sla- uh, noise. You know, slamming, crashing. And then, oh, also, right when they transformed, you saw that Izu came out to the side. Yeah. And she was there. And so Izu calls um, Arata. Mm-hmm. And Arata hands his phone. He's like, what? Iji did? And the, this is when I point out it's kind of funny because there's common rider named Edgy. Yeah. Um. It's actually and then uh, oh, so he's the next one after double. Oh. Um. So, Yua and Edgy are fighting outside. Yeah, and it's it's one of those situations where he tries to charge her, she dodges easily. She like he like grabs her up and is charging her, running towards the wall. She like jumps off the wall. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like she plants her feet and just does a roll over him. And this is where it shows that um a charging thing is not really helpful against somebody who can fly. Yeah, she jumps up and just starts laying into him. Yeah, and then uh, Arthur comes in, is about ready to help. He, he comes in already transformed as shark, fighting yeah. shark. And uh, Horobish sorts shows up. Yeah, he steps around the corner, and he he's already transformed. He's too. also already. Uh, which very, adds to the later where they transform to make it like more important. Yeah, because he, he very slowly opens up his uh, his bow. Yeah, the uh, bow rise, mm-hmm. and he and takes then, his sweet time with it because he knows eh, I've off got the this. And then um, Arata has this the Atash caliber, and they start fighting. And and he's completely outmatched. Like the guy's just toying with him. He could take him out whenever he wants. Yeah, Horobi is way more uh, powerful than any than even like than Jin mm-hmm. or any of the others. And Jin has been known to hold his own against a zero one. So. Yeah, I, I did. There was this one cool scene though where he just kind of lightly kicks uh, Arto down the stairs and mm-hmm. then does this legless direct point blank shot to the face. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So then. Uh. But. On the opposite side, Hornet is way more powerful than this. Oh, this gets, this Angie lasts a whole zero point five seconds. I mean, yeah, she crushed. she does her special move and totally destroys Angie. Should I say zero point one? And then <laughs> zero point one, and then runs down and grabs the yeah. Grabs she flies down and grabs the the key from the destroyed Angie before it even touches the ground. Yeah. Like she's 100% on top of it. Um, and from the corner, you see a defeated Aruto kind of catching his breath. And, and Hirobi sees her take the key. And he's just like, okay, well, there's nothing else I can do he here. He just kind of shrugs and walks off. He's like, because killing Zero One is not his goal. Yeah. So he's just like, whatever. He was just, he wanted to. Um, Honestly, I feel like he was sticking around to recover the key if necessary. And probably just, I think he knows that, I, I, what I think happens is he knew that, uh, 
Arsenault couldn't beat both Zero, One, and Hornet. Yeah. And he was hoping that Arsenault would be could able to beat one of them. One of them and, like, evolve that way. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. And if not, he could grab the key and, like, start o- keep going because he's using the keys that he gets from these people to... To make stronger. And also to power up the arc, I think, because remember they're... Yeah, yeah, something so. about the arc. I would hope that stays relevant. Uh, So then he leaves, and then it goes, and then it shows that... uh. Uh, Arto goes back to the set and it's just just been destroyed. Totally. So then it cuts back, uh, cuts to Zia. Yeah, Zaya. Zaya. Z a i a. Zaya. And uh, Yua is giving the key to the guy there. Yeah, we we'll have. find out his name later. Yeah, uh, which I, I did write it down. Um, but the yeah the head or the CEO. And he says, uh, she's just like, uh, can you tell me how you knew exactly that a ProRise key would arrive that day? So he's got some ins. Yeah, and then before, he just answers with, let's see what we can do to flip the script. Or rewrite the script. Yeah, rewrite it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he knows some things, and he's just not telling her because she's an employee. Pretty much. Uh, so then it cuts back to Hiden, a corporation, and the vice president is kind of laying into Arata about the fact that this whole thing's been gone belly up. and You need to take responsibility. You take responsibility. Edgy's been destroyed. Awada's quit. You need to take responsibility. And then his like, he's like, Weren't you the executive producer? Yeah. He's and, he's like, oh. and then he sees him looking at him. And like, oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> when everything was going well, the vice president's like, I want to take all the credit. I want to. Right. But now it's bad. He's just like, you got to take it. Um, and uh, so Arto kind of like sized himself and he, he spins the chair to stare towards the, the table, not necessarily the vice president. And he's, you know, you can clearly tell he's conflicted with how he wants to respond. Because he doesn't want to end it because he believed in it, but he sees no way for it to continue. Right. And that's when you hear uh, Owada from the corner say something like, well, don't make that call just yet, kid. And mm-hmm. you see him having just came in and, and uh, Izu's closing the door behind him. Yeah, she, she let him up. And so then he goes on to the thing that's like pretty cool is that he said, you said uh, Humagear saved your life. And I had something similar to that mm-hmm. where acting saved my life. So there is a good choice, uh, chance that he, he's, I'm, it could be like this whole like drama thing where like he was, uh, I see it in my head, you know, he's in this dead end job. Nothing's going for him. His his wife left him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has nothing going on. His, bo- his boss, who's younger than him, is like totally like riding him and stuff. Yeah. And he's like at a train platform about ready to jump in front of the train and die. And then like the wind blows a flyer for like an improv class or right. something, yeah, like that. something like that. And then it's just a montage of him going to acting lessons and getting auditions and stuff like that. Right. He gets his own uh, one episode guide in over here. where Yeah, that's how I think about it. And he's just like, I was about ready. Like when he says it that way, I, they won't say it because it's like a kid show, but I can right. see it where like he was about ready to kill himself and then then acting saved his life. Right. He's the much he's the main character of a much more involved show. Yeah. Of like this, <laughs> this like saying in acting manga type thing but anyways um and he says basically it's like your uh your passion for human gears that saved your life reminds me of my passion for acting yeah and so and i'm like, basically i'm back on board yeah and the, like, yeah the, I was like, i'm back on board let's do this and he's like yeah okay and then the vice president's like no 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 i've already said the no, show and is then off before, before that uh, uh art is like well like it's good, but Edgy's been destroyed, and if we make a new one, it, it won't be the same because oh, we'll that's have to right, start yeah. over. And <laughs> no, I was like, we'll let's start over then. <laughs> just do it. This the, time I'll teach him right. This time I'll actually like be involved. Yeah, with the teaching, because that was one thing that Arto was saying. It was that you know if you if you put in the time to teach him how to respond like a human being in situations like for acting, you'll actually get. And so a, I think a, a lot of response. it was like he didn't. Uh, 
Well, he didn't understand that. Most people don't. Yeah, because he's so he, just a robot. He, he thought, well, it's just a robot. It's what it is. It was what it is. Mm-hmm. So if it's not doing it now, it can never do it. But now that he's learned that, like, artists taught him, like, no, they can grow and they can change. He's like, okay, well, that's the case. I'll treat him like an actual, like, uh, actor. Yeah. See, and this, then mo- this is points towards my side of the argument. But later on, there's something that I'm going to bring up that's your side of the argument. Well, so yeah. That's why I say this whole thing is, like, it's, like, 50-50. <laughs> But you almost can't blame her for that because they've been put out that this is like everybody thinks it's like, well, they just do what they do. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Artist is the first person who's ever, who, ever, who has ever told him is like, dude, they change. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. They'll learn. They'll, they'll, they'll learn. Um, they actually like doing what they do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when the vice president's like, okay, no, I've already said we're canceling it. And then Izu is like, actually, he can, he's, he's, he's over you, dude. He, <laughs> he can make whatever decision he wants. And it's, so it's basically just sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Enough you're not qualified, buddy. Come back when you're a main character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then it goes into yeah, they're at, they're at a new set. They're, um, at, they're like yeah, they're on like a rooftop, right? You see, Ames is uh, doing protection as usual. They got the whole building surrounded. You see Fua on a crutch, so you can tell he's still not 100. percent And if yeah. he has a fight every episode, he's never going to be. <laughs> yeah, but um, and then uh, oh, and he the, said, what do he say? I can't believe they're starting filming up again. Yeah, there we go. That's what he said. But then also you see like little things in the background like um, Awada is like talking with Edgy about the script Mm -hmm. and like is like mentoring him and things like that. And then uh, there's like (laughs) there was funny just like off to the side there was just this woman in his chair who is a human gear and she's just opened the script and like looked at it and then looked up robotically looked back down the strip and then she was just an extra in the background yeah. i noticed it because that's exactly all she did the entire time was look up and down <laughs> like up and down to the script <laughs> i didn't notice that <laughs> and so then uh Arto and Yuzu are there, and then Yua comes up and says, Hey, President Arto, we need to talk. Yeah, she says, she talks to him very formally. Mm-hmm. Says, Hiden Arto, President, we need to talk. And yeah, that's what makes it in, uh, stick out yeah, as so weird to, to Arto as he's like, okay. huh? I was like, oh, okay, it's very formal. And so then uh, I need you to come with me. Mm-hmm. And she come with him, and they're being driven, and they drive to uh, a Zaya building. Yep. Now, this is where we find out. The Zai is not just a company. Yeah, they're Zai, the, they're they're like this world power. They're actually much larger than, than he Corporation. Yeah, you thought we were thinking it was a com- competing uh, yeah. company, but in this fact, it's like not all of really. a sudden the the huge Hidan Corporation's the underdog of this corporate yeah, story. Yeah, suddenly now because they're like the the leaders in uh, future science, AI, artificial intelligence, and I want to say weapons, right? Yeah, and they're like a global company where mm-hmm. Hidan is just a Japanese company, right? Um. So, uh, and, uh, but they were, but they did talk about how, um, he then and Zaya did work together on previous things. And that was the daybreak thing. Yeah. Cause Zaya was one of the companies that worked with the whole daybreak town. Right. And, uh, so it's, it's very interesting that they're a bigger company. Right. And as they're walking through the doors, um, you, uh, basically, or I was just like, how do you know that? Like, yeah. why are we here? And she just spills the beans. She's like, well, I actually work for them. And I'm assigned as the technical advisor for AIM. So she's this company first, AIM second. And really, uh, it makes so much more sense why Fua, he seems like he has tactical training. Like, you know, he's actually a cop. Yeah. Whereas she is just a tech advisor. And so, and also the way she says it and the way we learned about with like, this wasn't a secret. It's just Arta never looked into it Yeah, at he all. just never, just never Which knew. is the reason why Fua was just like, is this about Zia? Because Zia was like, 
she works for Zia and it's just a sign to help Ames with their tech gear. Right. And actually that her saying that reminded me of uh episode one, basically, where Fua and Yua did not get along at all. He he looked he just really he, did not like having her tell be him above to, him. Tell him what yeah. to do. Because he was the one who's like, We are doing all this stuff, but all of a sudden, no, you can't use that thing. Yeah. And it, it makes so much more sense now because before I was thinking he was just upset that there was a techie from his department that's above him. But no, it's like this person's not even really technically one of you. Yeah. They're just working with your company. And 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 so that also is like, it makes it hurt even more, be, like things are happening because they've actually started becoming these comrades. And then all of a sudden he's reminded. Yeah, those oh, no, lines she's, redrawn. That, yeah, she's not actually working for, with you. She's just working like. It's just a mutual thing. It's like you're both working towards the same goal for now. Yeah. Yeah. But if there's a flip switch, she's she no longer works yeah. for you. It's like so, really it's as simple as as long as the money's not good anymore. I mean, like if, if, if my boss Ames tells, isn't paying this company yeah. enough or something like that. Yeah. Uh obviously fragile. Ames is not paying enough for, for them. This is part of their whole deal because they're like right. working this whole thing. Yeah, they're trying to they're working an angle. So um she brings uh Arata into the office where the the guy is, mm-hmm. and he um he introduces himself yeah. as a, a Matsu guy. So his name's Guy. This is the important thing because he introduces himself as the head of the Japanese branch. Yeah. So he, he doesn't own the whole company. No, it's just the Japanese branch. Just the Japanese branch. Uh, which you you know it's a foreign company mm-hmm. because they actually say Japan. You can tell this dude's a total douche. Starting that, from well, the back. What I mean is they didn't say, they don't say a Nihong, they say Japan. Okay, yeah. So in the name is the J- Japanese, it's Japan branch. Yeah. So it's a foreign company. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so he's just in the charge of that area. But he's, I mean, he's Japanese. Yeah. But they would hire them. But the thing is, it's like, so this is like a foreign outside company that's like moving in on this. The, that makes the so local much more sense, yeah. Series. Which adds a whole different level to it. So, in my first reaction to this guy is he's very rude to Arto, and not it's not necessarily that he's he's directly rude to him. It's just the things that he's not doing. For yeah. example, they didn't bow on introductions when they handed business cards out. He didn't bow, which is I think like a big deal. Yeah, you're supposed to bow when you hand a business card. I've I've never seen that. In I mean, Arto Ar- 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 uh, does is totally not etiquette about it at all because he takes the business card, puts it in his mouth yeah. to like bring out his cell phone because you're supposed to be like all polite about right. it. Right, but I mean, he at least bowed during the introduction. He bowed for sitting down but that's when we get to see some tech flexing here because the room is like as we've seen it every time it's just a single desk in a completely empty room yeah with like no decor whatsoever and then he just like presses a button and suddenly the whole room changes into this like really decked out smooth looking uh like a condo sort of so waiting area with yeah so so a bunch I, of chairs it, this is this is so funny like how i see it it's probably not designed this way but it's like this whole thing so um I follow a lot of like tech trends and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, even though it's still like a big company or everything like that, if you look at Heat and Company as Sony, then Zaya would be Apple mm. because what was the big focus? What's the big focus of of uh, Artist Tech? And, and they showed it when he like gave his business card as a phone. Mm. And everything that Zaya uses is his smartwatch, right? Which is like the centerpiece of everything he's doing, right? And so it like feels like this whole like because of the Apple Watch and right. all that stuff. Yeah. And Sony's really big on the most people don't know, realize it over, but Sony's really big on their Xperia phones, yeah, and all that stuff. So it's like this or uh, a uh, Japanese company that still uses phones. Yeah. It's like, we're more advanced. We're this international company that, that uses our watches for all this stuff. Right. It is a sleek looking watch. I, mean, I, I was almost half expecting it to be 
just a fat, huge, like, toy wristwatch, but thankfully not. Yeah, it's a it's a slick thing, and, like, they get away with the fact that, like, it's got a little screen is that it projects a screen. Yeah, it projects a screen up. But um, it, it was just, really cool it was just he handed it, the business card it, out, too. It, it was just funny. To, off his phone. It was just funny, like, looking at this, because it's, like, the, the way these two j- tech companies go is the same way that, like, a Japanese tech company would interact with, like, Apple, and they have the Apple Watch <laughs> and all that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, basically yeah. they sit down. And, um, well, yeah, he flicks his watch and like the whole room changes, yeah. including having like chairs pop up and like, it's, it's a different room. Yeah. I it's mean, totally it's like a different room there. It's yeah. the bottom floor of a two story room. Exactly. Yeah. And, it like, looks <laughs> like now there's like a different background and stuff. I don't know if you noticed this, but on one of the tables, like in the background was a display of old school guns, like muskets. I think I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And like muskets and stuff. So it's like. Also saying oh, more American because we have yeah, guns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more foreign about guns. So they sit down and they're talking and uh, Zia's like, okay, uh, Guy. Is it Guy? Yeah, it's it's uh, Amatsu Guy. So Guy, guy. G-A-I. Yeah, guy. That's and how it's, guy. I just thought it was funny earlier when you referred to him as the Guy. And I'm like, <laughs> we're going to get to that. You're saying yeah. it right. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Guy. It's, it's he, guy. Um, he... Like and this is uh th- this is another reason why it was good that he wasn't revealed because we figured out last episode that he's the writer who was revealed at the end of the movie. Yeah, we we figured it out based on his uh Hyaku percent no ten uh, percent. Uh, yeah, uh, not a hundred percent, a thousand percent. Yeah, there is I know from seeing toys a common writer guy. Yeah, and so that and that's there that, you it, go. Yeah, if they would have said his name earlier, you would have been, been spoiled completely. Yeah. So um, the mystery would have been gone. And yeah. <laughs> so he's just sitting there comfortably sipping tea and basically says, "Okay, look, we want to buy your company." Yeah. At first, it was like, "Okay, well, I want to make you an offer." Mm-hmm. And Arzu was probably thinking, "Oh, you want to collab again, like we did, like the companies did before." But no, it's right. just like we just want to buy your company. Yeah. Let's let us out. And he's Come like, on. "What?" And then it, it it cuts back to the filming, and it's the scene going on. Yeah, so there, it's basic, typical drama scene. One guy is talking to possibly well, so, so another it, dirty cop. Yeah, it was a guy talking about the dirty cop who's got behind a gun it pointed all. on him. And then uh, Owada, as the rat, comes in, and he just says, I'm the only one who could save you. He said that line earlier, mm-hmm. which is like the famous line for the rat for the show. Yeah, you just got to trust and believe in me. And then the gunshot, the gunshot. guy shoots him. And so, then it cuts right back. I want to say, though, just so far... Angie is a really bad actor. I see it now. That was just absolute awful. The oh, entire yeah. time was just, oh, wow, I'm so... So I take back... This is the points in your argument, is yeah. what I was saying. It's like, is a bad actor. <laughs> it's like, okay, fair enough. He is crap. Mind you, this is uh, 2.0, so maybe he hasn't gotten to the point. Yeah, he's <laughs> just now... Fre- he's just fresh off his chevrons. For the second... Two chevrons this episode. Yep, because they showed uh, at the very beginning... With um, Little Assassin. Little Assassin showed his chevrons. His only lasted for like 0.5 seconds, though. Yeah, because he's upgrading. Yeah. But um, then it cuts back to the meeting, mm-hmm. and he's just like, what did you just say? He says, I, I think you should make the decision soon. And then he just, I think this is actually something that's revealed later, right? Like, yeah, so it's like it cuts off, and I'm trying to remember the exact point where it cuts off. But anyways. Yeah, because that's basically, that's where it cuts off there. Yeah. It's like, I think you should make the decision soon. It cuts off, and then it goes back to the shooting. And it shows Owada. Well, literally the shooting. The, uh, the, the shooting of the shooting. And then uh, Owada, like, the grabs his chest heart. and oh. falls down. And then, God, and they're like, great, Owada. It's such good acting. (laughs) So they get up, and they're like, and the director gets up, and he's like, Owada? Yeah, he's still laying there. And then it's just like. Everyone's like, uh. uh, uh." And then the guy who has the gun, the fake gun, the actor, he's just like, 
What? And then he turns around and it shows that little assassin's there with a real gun and he just shot Iwata. So that blew me away a little bit. This was going to be my suck. It was going to be. I found something else, but I'm going to just break into this now before we get to the sucks of boys, okay? This scene was so horrible in so many ways. Like, okay, there's so many different camera angles and switch frames where you can 100% see there's absolutely nobody behind this guy. (laughs) Yeah. Except for the sound guy with the thing above his head. Okay. From the front, from the back, from the side, every and nobody single was angle. able to see that guy standing two feet yeah. behind. And nobody in the crew notices a guy with a gun pointed. Nobody even thinks to he- okay. So when the gunshot goes off, the guy holding the gun, okay, if he shoots and then hears a gunshot behind him, <laughs> right. On top of that, in front of let's just think from Awada and Ng's point of view, there's very clearly a guy in a, be- a beanie walking up and pointing a gun. Yeah. And they just continue the scene as if nothing happened. Now I understand that little assassin is a little assassin, right? <laughs> He's sneaky. He's shown it. He's really smooth. But from think, the stairs, I think this whole thing—that whole thing would have been fixed if instead of not standing there, he had been walking forward at yes, that moment. Exactly. I, if just if he'd just been taking two steps forward, you yeah. would have been like, "Oh, he was way off there, and he came." That would be. Fine. And he just did a, a perfectly timed shot because yeah, it was just badass. It was just the the framing of the scene. It was, was just not. so bad. I ended up deciding not to make that my suck. Just just know that this whole scene was not the, good. The scene itself is like cool. Like right, okay, so like the, the point of the scene is good. And, but the way that the framing was done, yeah, if horrible. it had been also been done uh, not on a roof, like in a warehouse, yeah. you could have been like, yeah, whatever. Where there's, yeah, where there's things to hide behind. A if it would have been done in totally the, clear roof. If it would have been done in the last uh, scene. Exactly. In the last place, that would have yeah. been fine because yeah. you've been like behind the Plenty corner. Plenty of places you can hide behind. Or so jump down anyway, so besides that, the scene is that little assassin shot him and he says assassination complete. Master. master and then he pulls off his beanie and and uh wig to show that he's, he's a human, human gear. gear and he says learning complete yeah and then he they're all like oh it's a human gear and yeah this is the other part that uh, kind of upset me about the scene i realized that the director yeah didn't see him but most of these people in the film crew did so he, yesterday when he yeah did. when he freaked out the first time yeah uh and then uh it cuts to uh and everybody runs to owada where he's being shot and then it cuts to um yeah, yeah, if he hears the shot and he's, I, I don't know why he, that would be weird because it's a gunshot scene. No, but... he, he didn't hear the shot. He heard the commotion. Oh, the, the screaming and stuff. Yeah, okay, and so then yeah. he starts running up the stairs to go there. As and he... Little Assassin's coming down on the opposite set of stairs. Uh, yeah, on um, like a different building because the buildings are really close together. So yes. the stairs are parallel. Right. And <laughs> this great line where it's just, where it's, uh, how are you not dead yet or something like that? How many times do I have to kill yeah, you? Yeah, there we go. That's <laughs> how many times do I have to kill you for you to stay dead? <laughs> and so they, they both transform at the same time. Yeah. And I really like this scene because uh, Little Assassin basically just slaps the bullet away as it's coming towards him. Yeah. He just like slaps it and it changes its trajectory. And he has a full transformation where he's like, instead of saying henshin, he says assassinate. Yeah. And then um, his new his new outfit has like higher shoulder ridges. It has armored padding before it. Yes. Like, yeah. And it's, it's got like, like two bandoliers. He's like all mechanical and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely an upgrade. Yes. Um, that is when all it comes up where uh, Aruto runs up to the 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 uh, and then they start fighting and they're fighting and they fight down the stairs. Right. And then it cuts to Aruto running on scene on on. Uh, yeah, he runs up to the scene and then uh, the which like, like seemed weird to me, but like is all shown out later the reason why he was there. Mm-hmm. But, but um. The timing was a bit off. But yeah, it was a little off, but it all makes sense. Yeah, uh, and the director's just like a human gear shot him. There are murder machines. This is probably the thing. I just like, dude, you're jumping to some serious conclusions here. Yeah, seriously. Part of it, and it's just like it's supposed to be like you know punctuated. We're like 
you know, as this is a kid's show and there's a lot of stuff happening, we're skipping a few steps. Yeah. <laughs> so this right here is the scene where you're seeing the public now viewing human gears in as, general as yeah. bad. Not just Metsubo Jinrai messing with human gears. Now all human gears are yeah. potentially and, dangerous. And, and then uh, Hirobi comes up and he's like, that's right. Yeah, because that's- today a human or a human gear attacked a human. Yeah. So the distinction is that before it was human gears attacking human gears. Yeah. But now it's a human gear well, the, untransformed. The, well, the all, yeah, untransformed. That was the deal. It's like before it was trilobites or the monsters mm-hmm. basically but this was just like just a regular old human gear regular human gear he had blue eyes yep and he attacked a person mm-hmm. uh showing that basically before it's just like well they're trilobite monsters or they're just monsters so we just avoid them it's obvious that they're the dangerous ones now it's like any human gear could be a dangerous human gear exactly and so uh, there was a cool transformation because Arata is like, shut up. Right. Gets all serious and transforms right in front of the entire crew. So I don't know if he has any secret identity whatsoever. I, I think they should have been a flashback. Like, I think the fact that they didn't show a reaction from the crew means that everybody already knows <laughs> yeah, Zero One, maybe. Know. They already understand. But there is a cool transformation because Arata is like transforms like energetically, like angrily. And Horobi just does it calm because that's yeah, how calm it is. So calm. Um. So, and uh, uh, so this, uh, um, I want to say directly after the transformation is when they start to fight, and then it switches back over to uh, Little Assassin, right? Yeah, uh, okay, Little so Assassin. And, uh, it, this is one of those really cool fights where Arto's attacking, like, really hard, right? And the other guy is just kind of, huh, barely dodge, barely dodge, block, and then just walk forward as if Arto's not even there. Like, and they're in push, a clash. Yeah, and, and it pushes them off the, the roof, and that, then it cuts down to yeah. uh, f- uh, Fua and... Little assassin yeah, so fighting, where it's just showing that like little assassin is way beyond. Yeah, because it's a point blank shot with the the shotgun, it does nothing, and uh, Dodo just responds with like chest that? bullets. I don't even know what to say because uh, uh, he does po- have two two bandoliers connected to his ribs now. Yeah, um, and so at one point, uh, Fuwa puts Kong into the gun and does like a punching sh- uh, yeah, shot. Yeah, punching his dispatch shot, and uh, which is so has so much power that it always throws Fu on the ground when he's not in Kong form. And uh, little assassin's able to to block it and shove it off. Off, and it actually shoving it off like knocks Fua down mm. and he uh and then it goes to it, it's cutting back and forth between the two fights right but the basic premise is is that Fua is losing the little assassin and Arnata is losing to Horobi right and there's uh when it goes back to them they're now on ground level the suit actor for Arto is doing some really sweet sword moves I mean like some wushu stuff. I mean, I'm not saying with the, the strings attached, but as far as, you know, wide sweeping arcs and yeah. some really just excellent sword play for a, such a short scene. And not being able to see anything in that helmet. For sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, Horobi is not, he's nonplussed about the whole thing. Right. And this is where we see Fua just get uh, taken out by... Uh, like a giant multiple missile attack. So yeah, uh, Dodo shoots missiles out of his chest. Shoots now. missiles that kind of just hang there, and then he slashes them to add it to the slash attack to it, mm-hmm. I guess. And who, then <laughs> who killed him last episode? That was Fua. Fua used the porcupine, the hedgehog. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. I'm wondering if if the way he was destroyed changed the way that he his abilities were the next one. I was wondering if yeah, he the used... missiles were relevant to some sort of projectile attack, and I'm thinking that might be it. Maybe, because he Maybe. was killed by the, the hedgehog uh, yeah. with the shotgun. Right. Um. So then, yeah, he blows up uh, Fua. Fua untransforms and is, like, down for the count because he was injured to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to Aruto, who gets knocked down some stairs and he gets frustrated he gets frustrated and he goes straight for the big guns and he goes straight mammoth yeah and you're not i wasn't thinking this because there's the whole thing of like the bad guys never usually escalate no you know it's always like and this is something that was from uh it's kind of worked into our mind 
from the original Power Rangers. Mm. So Power Rangers is all about you must never escalate the fight. They don't bring out the weapons until the monster brings out the weapons. They don't bring out the giants until the monsters brought out the giants. Yeah, they don't transform until they lose but, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but Art is like, screw that. Yeah, he uh, goes he goes Gundam, full Gundam right off the yeah. bat. Summons well. the giant mammoth, goes goes into the Gundam, and just goes straight for the, uh, the finishing Yeah, move. the breaking, I can't remember what Presh. it's called. Press. Yeah, breaking press. Or Where like the that. giant key comes out and he like rides the key yeah, down. Yeah, slams on him. And uh, Hirobi like blocks it and just like pushed back and like he blocks it like, with the bow. At first, you see him get pushed back and uh, pushed into the stairs where an explosion happened. And then, and then uh, when the dust cleared, uh, uh, Arth is there. No more mammoth. Yeah, and he, and he walks up and you see that it basically Hirobi used his uh, scorpion. Yeah, I don't know how, what the that part of the what aspect of the suit that is, but in the same way that his his uh, when, when he transforms to Hopper, yeah. he's got the grasshopper. And yeah. earlier they've like clashed a little bit when they first transformed. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the grasshopper and the scorpion. Yeah, I'm sure there's a word for whatever that aspect is, but those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just use that to block the whole thing. Yep, and. Uh, Little assassin. Uh, basically, they have this line where it's it's it's, it's said partially by Horobi, partially by Little Assassin. Basically, like this is the end of humanity. Oh, he he didn't untransform from the mammoth yet. He was watching from the mammoth because as they're saying that, yeah, this is yeah. the end of humanity, extinction, blah blah blah. Yeah, and then he does like a one slice thing. Oh yeah, he d- he d- he uses his. Uh, that's right. He uses the scorpion tail. Yeah, he has like kind of like um a uh omega red style thing that comes out of his the top it's like a yeah the a one tentacle. that he used to kick through fua's throat yeah. <laughs> and he used that basically to kick him a bunch of death so he could walk away yeah and so the idea here is is that um yeah because little assassin at the same time says mission accomplished and walks off yeah as well so i think the idea is between like it usually bothers me when the bad guys just leave but i think this is what it is is that first off little assassin assassinated his target he's done he does yeah. he, he he only fought fua because fua, because yeah. fua attacked him so yeah. he's He's not a. He, he hasn't been told to kill Fua, so he just leaves. Yeah, he's got no reason to. Um, he's not personally con- yeah. connected to uh, killing him. Uh, Hirobi wants Zero One to be part of this because he likes. I think Hirobi is trying to get the human human sphere. Uh huh. And the fact that he just beat the humans champion is like done, and he doesn't want to kill uh him yet because I think he has some plans for it. Yeah, I, I have my own theory, which I'll say after a couple scenes. So um, so then it like goes they beat and then it cuts and then it's uh, uh a news broadcast yeah. showing the aftermath where um Awad has been shot he still lived he survived mm-hmm. he's in recovery um he should have died but whatever yeah but he whatever. might come back later probably it, below the heart i'm wondering if if little assassin missed on purpose yeah maybe or maybe not yeah maybe not maybe they just didn't want to kill him in the kids show but sometimes they do sometimes they don't um (laughs) but uh yeah so the news is talking about how uh, hedon's under a full investigation now by the police yes and as it's talking basically you're seeing stuff happening you're seeing people's reactions to the news you're seeing like a task force come up to like hundreds of police officers walking through the front doors yeah and uh it's a big building so they're gonna need a lot of people yeah and artita like in his office like kind of downtrodden downtrodden about the whole thing and then uh, it shows Arto remembering. Yeah, he's sitting. He's sitting at his desk with his fingers laced, and he's remembering the scene that cuts away from, which was the uh, guy saying that guy and him talking. And he says, uh, um, "You really should. This is a short time offer. You should make a decision quickly because your company is going to have some problems." Yeah, because you should get back to. Yeah, you should um, make a decision quickly. I feel like you need to go back to 
you need to go back to the the shooting. I think I think he said something along the lines of if you your company's going to have some problems if you don't believe me you should go back to the film, yeah. the filming because I think something's going to happen. Yeah, something's going to happen showing that like he knows mm-hmm. the plan. So it might be that he's like secretly working with Jin or uh Jin and Horobi or he's like spying on them or something. Yeah. Well, uh okay, before I get into that, the the scene, the, the episode finally ends on the the satellite making a new or working on a new key, a, a key. I think. Uh, well, that that was interesting because we haven't. Uh, there was no usually Izu's there, right? So, but this point, you hear the satellites AI talking, and it says uh, something about request uh, request underway. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe it automatically is just creating a a uh, counterattack. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's it did, learning did, and doing its own thing in yeah. the same way that maybe the human gears are evolving yeah. and doing things. Well, I mean, in the movie, we've learned a lot about the the satellite, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to get to that part before we break into this this conspiracy theory. Now, yeah, it's not even really. I, I feel like so. Here's my view on it. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Hirobi and Jean work for this guy, whether they know it or not, right? So just this episode, I feel like one of the reasons Hirobi walked away from Yua grabbing the key was that it, it's all the same thing anyway. Like maybe he recognizes that the key is going somewhere that it's not a big deal that it's out of his hands. Yeah. Whereas with some of the other keys, it's not sure if it goes to Arto or uh, Zaya. Right. But then also, if you think about it, um, Daybreak Town, you said even yourself this episode was uh, it was a joint thing between yeah, Zaya has a, a bunch of different companies. So maybe he has a, a very big interest in the arc that's underwater, right? Like maybe he still has control over it in some way. And so since Gene and, and Hirobi are trying to read revive the arc maybe that's where their uh mutual interests are aligned so like they both have maybe a desire to bring the arc back mm-hmm. i'm not sure um but i do think yeah if he knows exactly what they're going to do it's either a that they're working for him knowingly or b uh he's getting information from the arc and the arc is manipulating them um there's so many different things so what many different i thought angles. would be hilarious it would be awesome it's not going to happen this way i'm pretty sure but it would be awesome if uh Jin was like working with Guy the whole time. Oh, yeah. It's, be... it's not going to happen that way. Yeah, he was just like so faking crazy. the whole thing. He was actually a very serious, intense, and evil guy. <laughs> and he was just being... No, I think Jin's just Jin. Yeah, Jin's Jin. But it would be funny if it wasn't. It, it would be, be totally funny. If, if, like, he was Hor- the mastermind the whole Hor- time. Horobi was just like, what? <laughs> Horribly portrayed. Uh, so, we'll start with Suck. What do you got for your Suck? Okay. So, um, my Suck is... Arto are not responding to Guy. Like it just based on his character, you're telling me that this guy, not not Guy, but you're gonna tell me that Arto is gonna sit here and listen to a guy, or basically admit to being at least partially culpable in the shooting of Awada to frame his company in a bad light, and he's just gonna sit there with his fingers laced, like, and especially as the guy says something like, "Oh, hey, you should go back. I feel like something bad's gonna happen." <laughs> it's like, what? You're just gonna sit there and take it? I mean, obviously, in the coming episodes, that's probably going to yeah. be a thing. But if if they even try to pretend that he was not able to put A and B together, one and two to make three in this case, I'm going to be upset. Because nobody is that damn stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's a kid's show, but damn. Mm-hmm. All right? It just annoyed the crap out of me. I'm like, this guy just basically threatened you, and he's been rude to you this entire time. And he basically said, I know what's going on. Either I know what's going on, or I'm causing what's going on. Yeah, so give me your company. It's yeah. like... Stop being polite at this point. It's yeah. no longer about being polite. So I don't know. What's your suck? So my suck is, although it was cool, the fight between Fua and Little Assassin, Fua had all this stuff that he didn't do. Mm-hmm. Like if a Little Assassin had beaten him when he was like in Kong and what's the other one? Uh, 
He has another one. The hedgehog? No, he has another form besides Kong. Hmm. I thought he had another form. I feel like you're right, but I'm wondering what. I, I mean, I know he's got the, the, the wolf shot. He's got Kong. I don't know. Besides the hedgehog. Uh, I don't even know if he still has a hedgehog. No, hedgehog, he never actually transformed, though, with it. I just had this thinking that he had another... He does have a lot of tricks up his sleeve regardless. Yeah, there was so much that he could have done um, that was, like... I thought there was something else, but maybe... But yeah, still, he had Punching Kong. Maybe I'm just thinking of uh, Cheetah and Hornet. Yeah, it could be. Uh, but yeah, he has Punching Kong, and he never used that. No, and he, he has, just used it as the dispatch shot. Yeah, he should have transformed, and that would have like shown... How powerful he was! He was like, yeah, I feel like okay. The only it doesn't. It doesn't feel like uh, like they want us to think. Oh yeah, you know, uh, Dodo is way more powerful than Kong, but it's yeah. just like, uh, way more powerful than Fool. But it's like he didn't even do his more powerful one. See, I don't think we haven't seen him transform into Kong since he's been injured, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering if the argument or the the rationalization could be that the it's suit put, put too much pressure on. Him. Yeah, the suit's too heavy. Maybe yeah. it's too too much for his injured body. That's my only assumption. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, what the heck? Yeah. So it didn't feel like he he lost. He, I mean, he lost, and it was a pretty cool scene. But at the end of it, I'm just like, why didn't he go punch a Kong? Yeah, he seems like if you're gonna if you're gonna trash somebody, use their full abilities. Yeah. Whereas with Arto, he lost as a shark. He lost as uh, his regular. Yeah, I mean, form. he went straight he to mammoth, mammoth, which is the most recent strong form he did. Yeah, because he so, he had felt no reason to go to the cheetah, or I'm sorry, the tiger or the bear, because you know they're the same level the, of the shark. There's different. Uh, aspects. Yeah, so go mammoth, and then he lost. So you get yeah. to see this whole, well, I took you out at your best, so here we are. Yeah, so that was my side, because like, it didn't show... It'd be more satisfying. More satisfying if uh, Dodo had beat Kong. Mm-hmm. I mean, even you could have just had him go straight to Kong. Yeah. And then that would have yeah, taken exactly. the same amount of time. Um, yeah, that was my side. So what's your segue? Um, my segue is that uh, so the last time that we were doing Zero One, I said that it was nice um, that they used the formula or the formulaic episode, you know, the episodic formula to their advantage, right? Like they took it and they made it its own thing and uh, two-parter, right? Now yeah. we're seeing it's not just two-parter, it's three-parter, <laughs> which means that we've totally broken it's away not even, from... It's, it's not even like a three-parter. They used this two-parter to change the status quo. That's my point, yeah. So now it's like it's not just an episodic formula, like entirely. Yeah. It's, di- it's diverted from it. I mean, we might go back to it later. Later, but yeah, I don't think the next episode will be him like yeah, going trying to, to pitch human gear right? to, to a business. Like we watched the trailer, and the trailer looks like it's got some yeah. jokey to it. But it what it looks like in the trailer is that they are focusing on trying to find a little assassin. Yes, yeah, and so, but yeah, so it's like it's becoming more of a uh, especially because we're nearing the end of the arc, right? The end of the arc, I think fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, so so it's nice that they they didn't keep it going the entire time. They've actually stepped. They used it. In a way that, okay, we go back to what seems like we're doing the, the the formula, which is what I was talking about last time, and then now it's just continuing on. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, they're just going back to uh, pitching human gears every week and then finding a little yeah. bit. But no, it's like, no. Yeah, so it's not just, it wasn't just a two-parter. And I mean this whole thing, like, okay, let's look at the title. Don't stop the camera, stop that guy. I'm thinking, okay, we're going to see some wacky antics with the director uh, being like, oh, this is good stuff, right? We were thinking that maybe it's good stuff, let's watch this. It had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Nobody, no, they did stop the camera. The whole thing stopped. Yeah, the main character, the main actor was shot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it, this is almost a, a Pokemon title, changed guy with any Pokemon, and there you go. Yeah. Don't stop the camera, stop that Pikachu, right? Yeah. Um, but it had nothing to do with anything. So this whole episode was a red herring, like the title, what you were expecting. It's like, wow, no, we're actually even the fact taking that like, this. Like I was expecting a resolution between Awada and Little Assassin. You know, <laughs> I was expecting 
Well, that's it, actually my that's my my segoy is the fact that a little assassin just no hesitation is like okay I'm gonna shoot him yeah bam yeah that's I mean a, I'm sure it's it's gonna lead to something later on yeah but, but as just like, far it, it, as there was there seemed to be no conflict yeah he's just like okay yeah I mean there's been so many times in all four seasons not just this one of the show that we're watching where I'm like you know what if they had just kept this for a while longer i would have liked a lot better like if they had just taken this and used it for two more episodes you know especially the first series is really bad at it i'm thinking okay you got this intense rival that becomes purposely becomes a robot <laughs> to kill you because he can't beat you in any other way right that's somebody you keep around for a few episodes but no they just got rid of him immediately obviously they hadn't figured out what they were doing yet yeah but you know there's other times where i'm like oh that would have been nice like if you would uh for example first episode of double with the childhood friend that goes dope crazy yeah yeah never see her again no could have been interesting but obviously there's other things going on double so i'm not yeah like oh no we didn't get to see more of her whatever yeah it's just uh they kept this now they're moving forward with it and those themes are sticking around like yeah. we know what is in the hospital we might not see him next episode but maybe the episode after i don't know i, I can't say no at the end of the arc all of a sudden he comes back and it like changes a little assassin's view on things yeah you know see, that, that, you, that, 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 the, the fact that he was alive you never know when he might be coming back yeah the thread's there yeah and they can use it and that's cool i like that so like in my segoy is to was not i think i'll change it not to just be th- that reaction but just like the little assassin where the little assassin arc is going yeah where you don't think yeah whatever and then it's just like what the yeah whoa <laughs> yeah totally left field joke character that's become this like did you did you think when you first saw him that'd be, be- beating fua no <laughs> honestly the, the first couple times i saw him he was just uh i'm trying to think of the like an example besides every minor person in he-man you know just like somebody who's not he was yamcha yeah there you go he's the yamcha he's the guy that pre-fights he's napa Napa. Uh, could you imagine if like all of a sudden napa (laughs) comes back and his napa's the most powerful being ever (laughs) i can see it because i was saying i think a bad guy equivalent yeah he's he's the napa who's just like yeah he's he's kind of this joke character and then he and then instead of dying he just keeps coming back more powerful and he's better and (laughs) yeah because it's like at first you're thinking he's just the guy that's there um, with some recurring themes and like a, a punchline that is exists to showcase the hero's new powers. Also to be like, oh yeah, Horo, to, just to kind of recognize, oh yeah, Horobi can make more. Yeah, yeah. So he was just a like a small plot device. Now he's like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. he's showing that like maybe where's the the where's the final stage mm-hmm. of where a character goes from being a generic human gear to someone like Hirobi. Yeah, see, they're doing things with him that I was wanting them to do with Gene, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's going to be more fleshed out over a wider well, when they're doing period it with, of time. With, when they're doing it with, uh, yeah, because, like, Gene's still in the show like, yeah. now because I just see things. He's, like, still in the show in, like, in the 40s. Yeah, so I, I feel like his it's much more yeah, but, drawn out story. But like, his is the him, marathon run. Yeah, with what they're doing with the little assassin is they can end it at any time. Mm-hmm. He could just be blown up. They could for they good. Could, they he could fi- destroyed. They could finalize this arc at any time. Yes. Yeah. Where with Jin, they have to like drag it out for the whole show. Yeah. Build it. Yeah. Yeah. So but that's why I was saying because I remember complaining about that because how the next episode he was just basically back to the way yeah. he was with no explanation. Whereas this one, it's like uh, little assassins basically changing every single time we see him. Mm-hmm. Um, not like huge leaps like this time. It's been last two episodes was like much different than the first time, but very interesting. So now it is time for the writer ranking, and how we do it with here is we rank the three of them, mm-hmm. and then we put them into the thing. So right now, the three of them are ranked 0-1's 1, Vulcan's 2, and Valkyrie's 3. And it's pretty much how it is yeah. for me. I mean, would you change it? No. Yeah, no. it's like nothing really. And so that what it has them start is it has 
uh, we have double at number one and zero one at two, Vulcan at three, and uh, uh, Valkyrie at four. Yeah. And I think that's kind of. Yeah. If, honestly, if we had a bad guy ranking, that's what would change this episode. Yeah. But every, yeah. Other than that, this is. I mean, they all did stuff, but they all did stuff in this. Like, Arota had the most, Vulcan had the second most, mm-hmm. and Valkyrie had the least. <laughs> yeah. I mean,. I mean, Yua got a little bit farther, but Valkyrie as a whole didn't like right. Her. Like her, everything that happened this episode is is just the the it's the a chem- clarification, the, the chemical the reaction for later. Like later, things will happen that this episode. It was like a clarification provide. of the things we kind of knew, right? Yeah, especially with Valkyrie. Like yeah. we got the we got we knew all these things, but this episode was just like this is the reason. Yeah, for those of you that haven't figured it out, here yeah. you go. Yeah, right. So. This is just another build-up episode. Like, it gives you more context for later things that happen and those changes, you know, when they come up. Yeah. So, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was a good episode. So, the next episode of Kamen Rider Zero One will be episode 12, entitled, The Famous Detective is Coming! (laughs) Okay. Uh, And we saw by the preview, it's like... uh, I'm already having mixed feelings about this. I mean, well, the thing is, is like the previews are all all over the place. Yeah, and this one, it's like okay, they name drop a few things, like something about Izu's brother, yeah, which was extremely confusing. Um, and then you see this goofy guy in a very stereotypical like kitty detective outfit. Yeah, and then we see. But uh, what it seems like it's what he's doing is that uh, he showed him with a picture of little assassin. So it looks like they yeah. have a gu- they're searching for little assassin right now. Right. Yeah. And it's so because if they can find out about little assassin, they can. I mean, if they can prove that little assassin wasn't even made by Hiden Corporation, all of a sudden Hiden Corporation's off the hook. Yes, exactly. Uh, because he it's was not made by Horobi. It's not in our da- like database. Yeah. Because I think that was brought up is that we we can't find Gene or Hirobi or uh yeah, yeah. little assassin so they don't show up so if they and so also they probably need a little bit more a little lighthearted after this episode yeah where it's just like oh all our heroes lost yeah and also we saw in the trailer this is uh mid-season upgrade yeah time. I actually before because the first time that we watched it I, I instinctively did not watch the preview yeah but then I said I was going to so I was like oh crap I missed it and he's like oh, okay well you can just watch it next time yeah but um as we were starting up the next episode, I was like, I do feel like this is the perfect time for a mid-season upgrade because otherwise, I mean, like he used the mammoth full Gundam, still couldn't do anything. Yeah. So obviously he needs an upgrade in order to compete. And so we see a little bit of like a one frame shot of what he's going to look like. Very yeah. interesting. I know what it's called because I've seen the toys. Right. Well, I don't want to know yet. <laughs> but um, but our next episode mm-hmm. will be episode 12 of the 71 common writer unfortunately it's not the return of jay beckendorf <laughs> it is murderer yemo galos okay murderer what at uh yemo galos um it's kind of like a geckos thing monster okay fair enough <laughs> like at this point I, i'm not even gonna question it <laughs> they're just throwing words together yeah. i mean it, it, it it's all in uh the names are all done in, not all of them, but these names are all done in katakana. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just throwing sounds together. Right. Here's They're taking sounds stuff. that are sort of like words that they've heard from other languages and just throwing them together. Um, yeah, and that's going to be, I'm trying to remember, I think, yeah, if I remember correctly, this is like uh, a common writer, that's like a common writer adjacent episode. Or like it's just like, well, it's all these characters that are common writer and common writer consciousness here. Yeah. Like okay. how the last episode was. Right. Because the last episode was like, uh, it's a um it's a Taki uh uh Tachibana episode. The common writer shows up and kills the monster at the end. Yeah, he just kinda shows up. <laughs> I 
can see it. Which would be great if, like, it's it, like if they did it right. Um, I mean, stories like uh, uh, Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane. Those stories were like they were horribly campy, but they l- went on for decades. And the same thing with Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Basically, it's just like it's a Jimmy Olsen story. Superman comes at the end and stops the bad guy. Which, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like it's just like he's the Deus Ex Machina that comes in and fixes yeah. things. And that's what like Common Rider's been. He's like Deus Ex Machina comes and fixes things. Yeah, he just shows up. We're good yeah. now. Yeah, we're good. I mean, Got to go. It's like a mystery, and then the mystery solved. Now we use the the, yeah. the muscle. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that will be our next episode. We'll see you then. Yeah. And that's going to do it for us today. Riding Through the Ages is a production of Fanboy Opinion. If you want to find out more information, you can look it up at fanboyopinion.com. You can follow us on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion. If you have any questions or comments or anything you want to ask us about, you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. Please don't forget to rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice. My name is Eric. And I'm Eugene. Join us on our next time as we go through another age of Common Rider.